I'm Dan Glickberg from Fairway Market with another delicious Thanksgiving tip. Your turkey should weigh six to seven pounds more than the number of people you are serving. This way, there will be enough breast meat to go around with leftovers for tomorrow. For more tips, log on to fairwaymarket.com. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Welcome to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. We are the ladies of Groundworks, Inc. I'm Carmen DeVito. And I'm Alice Marcus Krieg. And we design, install, and maintain gardens in and around New York City. Heritage Radio Network broadcasts from two shipping containers in Bushwick, Brooklyn, located next to delicious Roberta's Pizza at 261 Moore Street. So on our show, Alice and I, we aim to bring the culture to horticulture. We don't aim to. We, we do. We do. That's right. <laughs> we aim and we succeed. Um, and today we have Point a... Point shoot. Yes. <laughs> so today we have a great guest, Mark Smallwood, who is the executive director of the Rodale Institute um, in Pennsylvania. Let me tell you a little bit about Mark. Um, Mark's professional experience has been dedicated to environmental sustainability and organic farming. Prior to his position at Rodale, he served as the Mid-Atlantic Green Mission Specialist and local forager at Whole Foods, which sounds like an amazing job, um, where he was a 2010 National Award winner for Best Whole Foods Market Spokesperson. And having met Mark, I can understand why he, met, he uh, got that award. He's an excellent spoke, spokesperson for Rodale now. Um, Mark's career has also included the following roles, founder of an organic lawn care company, messenger for Al Gore's climate project, school teacher, and basketball coach. Last but certainly not least, as a longtime organic farmer and biodynamic gardener, Mark has raised chickens, goats, sheep, pigs, and driven a team of oxen, which um, I would love to have seen. (laughs) (laughs) So Mark, I'm so glad you could join us today. Yes, I'm really happy to be here, too. I want to thank the Heritage Radio Network and um, Carmen. Uh, great visit with you the other day here at the farm. Yeah, I definitely want to come back, Mark. I, uh, Alice was so disappointed she couldn't come. I said, we have to come in the summer when the, the corn is as high as an elephant's eye and we can really enjoy it, you know. But I did have a, have a taste of that apple butter that you so gener- generously gave to, to Carmen, and it is superb. Rodale apple Well, thank you. Uh, you know, that's certainly one of the big features here at our farm is our 1,100 certified organic apple trees. Wow, 1,100. And they're heirloom apples, yeah. right, Mark, mostly? Uh, some of them are, um, but there are also a few varieties that have numbers attached to them because the orchard was originally designed as an experiment, as a research project, and once the research project was over, um, you know, the, the uh, thought was, well, let's tear the trees out now, and that just didn't make any sense at no, all. So, yeah. um, well, so, so, so we, we kept the trees, and we do uh, continue to treat them organically, and it, they are certified. 
And uh, we have an apple festival every year. That uh, This year we drew about 4,000 people to the farm on, on uh, September 17th. That's amazing. Well, I want to, um, it's hard for me to imagine that, that the people who listen to this radio network don't know about Rodale. But if there are some that, that haven't heard of Rodale, can you tell us briefly its history and its mission before we get too deep into the, the programs? Yeah, of course. Um, back in 1940, J.I. Rodale, who was the founder of the Rodale Institute, began to look at soils and soil health in particular. Um, you know, there was a big shift in farming after World War One, and by the beginning of World War Two, uh, there had been a whole uh, generation of farmers using chemical applications, and in particular, a chemical fertilizer, ammonium nitrate, in particular. Yes. Right. And as they began, as they began to pull that chemical off the farm and and begin to make bombs again for World War II, his question was, what's going to happen to agriculture? And sure. so in, 19, in 1940, in his office on a chalkboard, he was the first American to ever write the words organic agriculture. Yes. And that is how the movement began. So he is the grandfather of the organic movement here in the United States. And, uh, you know, I call him the James Brown of organic <laughs> agriculture. Or Ooh, some, that feels some, good. Some people, some, exactly. Some people call him the Elvis. So it just depends on, you know, what the... Uh, <laughs> or the your, Steve Jobs. The Steve Jobs of organic... You, <laughs> right. mean, it, you mean it didn't start yeah, yeah. in Bushwick, Brooklyn? <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, actually out here in Pennsylvania. So what I always say to everybody is anywhere now that you see the word organic, whether it's on a product or an organization or another association, those are the children of the Institute and, and J.I. Rodale, because it began here. Right. In 1971, J.I. passed away, and his son Robert Rodale and his wife Ardeth Rodale bought the farm that we're on now currently. It's a 333-acre farm near Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a garden here that they started in 1972 that has been gardened organically ever since. So... Um, Robert Rodell took over the Institute. Um, he was killed tragically in 1990 in, in Moscow in a car accident. And so there's been uh, some other family members involved. Anthony Rodell, of course, uh, was a, uh, the executive director here for, for quite a while. And, and currently, Maria Rodell, who's the CEO of Rodell Incorporated, that's the publishing company. That's right. completely, completely different from the Institute. But she is the co-chair of our board of directors, so I, I report directly into her, and uh, so the family remains involved and um, intact in, in, in terms of what we do here at the institute. So we are really uh, the mission is uh, research driven, and the idea is for us to bring organic outreach and education to consumers, scientists, but most importantly, farmers. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and this is the 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 work of of the organic movement really stems from um, J. I. Rodale's contemporaries, Lady Eve Balfour and Sir Albert Howard, right from Europe that 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 kind of got the ball rolling there, and then um, Rodale's really the the father of it here in the United States. That's right. Um, also, um, uh, Aaron Fried Pfeiffer. 
who founded the Pfeiffer Center up mm-hmm. in um, in New York. Right. Uh, they were contempor- they were contemporaries as well. Right. And there's a there's a Japanese uh, Makichi Okado who formed the Shumei Foundation. They were uh, we are just celebrating their 60th anniversary of uh, the communication between those two. So it really did become global uh, all about the same time. Right. Right, and with it re- J.I. Be, with J.I. being recognized as uh, the North American right. of, of uh, note. Right, and it really is like a it's it's a health movement because it, like you said, it was about it was about the soil and about nitrogen, and and then you know from the soil comes our food. So it was really part and parcel of 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 an early health movement here. It sure was, and the the um, mantra of J.I. Rodell is healthy soil, healthy food, healthy people. Yeah. This, this year, this year we're adding healthy planet. Oh, nice. Good. We think there are huge environmental impacts, uh, positive impacts that organic farmers are responsible for, and so we are adding that to our trademark. The uh, healthy planet will be in addition this year. Nice. That's a good one. So yesterday, Mark, you told me about a lot of exciting um, new initiatives that you're starting at Rodale, but there's one program that is sort of synonymous with Rodale that's celebrating its 30th year this year, right? The Farming Systems Trial. And I'd really like you to tell our listeners what that is, because it's it's really important, I think, to, to understand what you're doing there with that. Okay, sure. You know, Robert Rodale went down to Washington, D.C. back in 1981 to talk to policymakers about organic agriculture. Mm-hmm. And when he left, he said, what do I have to say to you for you not to snicker anymore and not take me seriously? Right. And they said, Bob, they said, Bob you need research. Where's your data? And he came back to the farm and he gathered the troops here and he said, now I know what to do. Mm-hmm. We need we need research, mm-hmm. and so they spent about they spent about a year uh, designing the farming systems trial. And so thirty years ago, uh, we began with what we call now the FST, and uh, what it entails is growing conventional products right next to organic. There's a buffer zone in between them, but they are literally in the field right next to each other, primarily corn, wheat, and soy, and now celebrating 30 years, we have put together a report that you can find on our website, rodellinstitute.org, and it details the 30 years of data. And clearly now we have dispelled the myth that organic can't feed the world. We know now that we can, and not only the world, we can feed them very well with organic food. So the farming systems trial is split up into six different treatments. There's two treatments for the conventional uh, corn and soy and wheat, and what happens is there's a a till and a no-till system, Mm -hmm. but we we mimic exactly what the other growers across the country do in terms of growing uh, corn and soy. And the organic treatments, uh, there's actually four of them. There's one that uses a legume as the uh, nitrogen source. Right. And there, so there's a till and no-till uh, with, a, with a legume planted in, in the soil. And then we use composted manure, which would mimic a cattle or dairy operation. Okay. And that also has, that also has a till and no-till um, piece to it. So there's six different treatments, and they're replicated through 72 different plots 
each plot being 60 feet wide by 300 feet long. And we use the same large farm equipment that the farmers out in the Midwest use. So it, uh, even though we're not farming thousands right. of acres... You're trying to replicate still, it, right. okay? You're trying yeah, to replicate it. Exactly. So that you, they can't we, say it, this is not a true you know, measurement, uh, this is not a true system that can be replicated. They can replicate that's right. it. I was reading... Re- I'm sorry, go ahead, Mark. Well, I, I was just going to say that not only have we re- re- replicated it, we've replicated it 30 years in a row. Yeah, now. right. And the, 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 the information is indisputable. So uh, yields, for example, are the same every year, except when there's issues of drought. And when there's a drought, the organic crops outperform the conventional. And interestingly enough, four years ago, um, farmers came to us and said, you know, we don't grow conventional corn and soy like you do. We use GMO. Uh-huh. Genetically modified. And, and so your corn isn't even the same corn as ours because we use the genetically modified version. So we actually began to grow GMO corn and soy here four years ago. Year three, we found super weeds. And uh, we are going to run that trial another year, possibly two, so that we have a good scientific rigor behind it. And, and then we're going to do away with uh, the GMO crops altogether, I believe. That's the plan. So you partner with the USDA on the trials, and, and you've shared this data with them. What, it, what have they taken away from the results? Have you seen any impacts on the, on the corn and soy producers? We've seen some. There, there are farmers in transition. Uh, we mm-hmm. think that uh, what's happening is that uh, a lot of the farmers on the conventional side are sort of locked into a broken system. Their soils are being depleted, and their crops are literally, for the lack of a better way of saying it, they're addicted to drugs. It's the chemicals that they're, they're putting into the ground to right. feed the plants. Right. We, feed, we, we feed the plants on the organic side with biology, which is also a good science. Mm-hmm. They, use, they use chemistry. Chemicals, we use, right. we We use biology. So we look at the microbes that live in the soil, and we look for those microbes, bacteria, fungi, microarthropods, nematodes. Those are the animals that create the nutrient exchange. It's not water-soluble chemical fertilizer that is simple, simply diffused root system. Right. There's an actual exchange between the plant and the microbes in our organic soils. Right, and a root base that's created versus leaf growth. Correct, that's right. right. We're, we're, we're growing down, they're growing up. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, well, have you, so then what, what kind of synthetic fertilizers are you using? We do, use do you exactly name what the farm. I'm not naming names. <laughs> you can. You're on Heritage Radio Network. <laughs> we, we we do use ammonium nitrate. Okay. Um, you know, a, a lot of the same NPK that the farmers use because we want to mimic exactly what they're doing. Right. Sure. And I will. Right. I, and I will. I will tell you that we we study the soils every year, of course. Mm-hmm. And if anything, the organic matter in the conventional soils is depleting it's it's going backwards the sure. organic matter in the, in the organic soils has uh, increased by two and a half times over the 30-year trial 
Okay. So the question is, so the original question was, how do, how are we going to get um, them to listen? We, we want to give them data. We give them data. What's the new question, Mark? Now that the data is there, how to promote it? I guess the new question is, why won't they listen? Right. Right. The, uh, the, the data is based on excellent science. Yields are the same. Economics are, are far improved uh, when you're selling, number one, a, a premium product as an or, with an organic uh, certification on it. Yeah. Um, uh, organic farmers make more money than conventional farmers. That came out of the 2010 census. It's about $45,000 in revenue to the organic farmer compared to $25,000 in revenue to the conventional farmer. That's very. So that's a very is, interesting it, statistic. That's a big jump. And that, that, that's as recent as the 2010 census. So we're scratching our head, and uh, what we don't want to do is lock the door on the conventional grower and have them look at us as uh, the elite or as as an as an opponent. Right. So we really we really keep the door open. We go and meet with uh, conventional growers. We get them to the table eyeball to eyeball on purpose because we think once we start to put some biology back in their soils, they're going to see results. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that's probably the biggest issue is that they haven't ever tried it. They've been growing chemically for as long as they've been farmers, most of the, the aging generation of farmers that we have now. Right. And it does work. The conventional farming systems do work. They're just not going to work forever. If you want to feed the world for the next 50 years, conventional can fit the bill. If you want to feed the world for the next 1,500 years, organic is the only way to be able to do it because we feed the soil. They feed plants. Right. Right. Um, so so we, we want to get them to the table. We want to talk to them about putting some biology back in their soil so they see results. And now we have our steel-toed shoe in the door, and we have an <laughs> opportunity to, to engage. Do you, all, do you all have lobbyists down in Washington? We do not. Okay. Uh, the, organic move, the organic movement does. Sure. The Rodell in, in, the Institute does not, although we have good relationships in, in D.C. with the policymakers, and we meet, meet with them multiple times during the year. Mm-hmm. But we don't have big pocketbooks like some of the big ag business does. Right. And so that's, that's also one of the drivers, is that they, they control a lot of the policy that's made. Right. And we don't, and we don't. Right. So let, yeah. me, let me give you another uh, quick economic statistic. Uh, the, uh, the farm bill is $127 billion. That's with a B. Mm-hmm. The, the organic movement gets $124 million of that, <laughs> 1%, basically. Right, right. The return, the return on investment for the United States government in taxes yeah. is six bil- six billion dollars. That's right. a forty to one return on investment from the organic growers. So it would, you would think that that sounds like a pretty good deal, and that the government might wake up and say, "Let's give them a, their fair share." All right. Well, we hope some people listening here might take some action locally and nationally to try to help make that happen. Because isn't the farm bill up for discussion? 20- 2012. That's right, Correct. next year. Right. Well, we have to take a little bit of a break, Mark. We want to come back and talk about some of the new things that you're doing at the Institute now. Stay tuned. Okay, great.
welcome back to We Dig Plants. Uh, that song was Crystal Mind Map. Uh, the artist was the organic farmer. That seemed appropriate, Mark, don't you think? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so we're here with Mark Smallwood, executive director of the Rodale Institute, the organic farming pioneers. Um, so, Mark, let's talk about... Um, a new project. Everyone's uh, pretty much heard of CSA, it's Community Supported Agriculture, but at Rodale you have a new program that's kind of refined the concept and made it more affordable. You're calling it a Agriculture Supported Community, or ASC. Tell us how that works and, and, and what its mission is. Okay, sure. This is a, a, a brand new program that we, we're going to uh, kick off this coming spring. What we've done is we've gone into food deserts that are uh, that we can reach out to here from the farm we're increasing our food production from a little over one acre to nine acres next season and we've identified food deserts as you know food deserts are places in across the united states where the people that live in that part of the community don't have access to good organic fresh food mm -hmm. and so we're identifying food deserts that we can get to from the farm and we are creating a shareholder program that is pay-as-you-go. Most of the CSAs, you have to come up with a lump sum before the of beginning time. of the growing season. Right. And it's usually a significant amount of money. So mm -hmm. if these people are in the food desert, there's a reason. Uh, they don't have that kind of money. Mm -hmm. So we're, de we're developing very affordable shares at $10, $15, and $25 shares. And we're asking those individuals to pay us on a week-by-week -week basis. So they don't have to come up with the lump sum, number one. Number two, uh, they have a, a very affordable share at $10. That is and amazing. Goal, that is great. Our goal, yeah, um, well, that's the only way we're going to get the food in these people's hands. And, and we can grow it and still make a, a, a profit at that, at that scale. Mm -hmm. So... The other, the other uh, important thing is that we're also going to begin to teach these people how to grow their own. Yeah, the educational. How to, pre how to prepare it, how to preserve it, and then this fall we will help them celebrate it with some of the fall festival work oh, that we'll that's do. Wonderful. In these, in these yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, so, that's wonderful. So this is the ASC, Agriculture Supporting Communities. Now the other piece of it is that we are also recruiting from other food deserts that we can't reach out to, literally, you know, 20, 25 miles away is what we're talking about right now. I'm talking about recruiting out of Chicago, Detroit, mm -hmm. Cleveland, L L.A., New York, Philadelphia. We're going to bring five interns in. They're going to work for our ASC program. We will be giving them housing and a food stipend, and they will go back to their own neighborhoods with a grower's manual, and a business plan of how to run their own ASC. So if we took that middle road, that, that $15 share, uh -huh. um, imagine, imagine that they created 100 shareholders in their neighborhood at $15 a share. They're now making $1,500 a week. That's a living wage. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, and they brought organic food into their communities that were food deserts. I mean, and, uh, and in New months, York, you, and in New York City, you can't buy ten dollars worth of fruits and vegetables. You know, ten dollars a week will not buy you conventional fruits and vegetables. You know, that's astounding. Yeah. Well, you're yeah, going to so have people we, beating down your door for those internships. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the University, so. <laughs> University of Vermont. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Bushwick. Yes. <laughs> Where we are, there's, you know, all it's, everybody's so into it here, and they would love to yeah. have a, a tutorial, so to speak. Like yeah, so they offering. don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You, right. you all have, you know, 60 plus years now, 70 years of knowing how to do it. R&D. You That's, know? Yes, Indeed. And so we think that these interns, they're going to go back. They're going to get their business up and running. We're going to support them, of course. They will become ambassadors for the Rodale Institute. We think they will eventually become an extension service, uh, Rodale approved, so to speak. And then they can recruit their own five interns right? And, and do the training. That's how we would like to see this roll out. Right. Well, it's a very ambitious program, and I, I, I have no doubts that it's going to work. I think... I think you're you're ripe um, to to position it right now. I, I think it's I think the timing is perfect, and I think the model is perfect, and your history and it, it's going to be really fun to watch. And I want to leave time Great. for another really exciting thing that you told me about, Mark, uh, yesterday, because you know as as we've reiterated, education is such an important part of the Rodale mission. Um, you're starting another really exciting initiative uh, there with the Delaware Valley College to give veterans who want to farm an opportunity to study organic farming through the GI Bill. Is that right? That's right. If you look at the unemployment rate of the GIs coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, it's almost double what the national rate is. It's horrible. And here we right. have. Here, and so I, I said in a meeting the other day, our heroes need heroes. So we're developing this program. It's a one-year organic agricultural certificate program through Delaware Valley College. We're partnering with them, and we're we're able to use GI Bill money to pay for all of the education. And the uh, veterans also receive a $1,473 living uh, and housing stipend. So the idea will be, uh, starting in January, when we're not growing anything, Mm -hmm. they will have intensive coursework at uh, the Delaware Valley College campus. So they're going to be learning plant physiology, uh, soil ecology, and also lots of business classes. So they, they come out of here after this one year with the ability to run a good farm business. Then during the growing season, those same veterans will be here at the Rodale Institute working with us. And as I've mentioned, we have an orchard here. We have greenhouses. We have landscape and turf research ongoing. We have livestock here, including dairy. We grow grain as well as lots of vegetables. So they're going to get a really diverse education here at the Institute on the growing side. And then at the end of the season, they'll head back to Delaware Valley for the rest of their coursework, graduate at the end of December. And we intend to create a network of farmers and landowners who, number one, don't want to give their land up to development mm-hmm. and if there's and there's a lot of aging farmers out there who can't even climb up on the tractor anymore right. their kids aren't farm their kids are not farming no right and they don't they, they don't want to give up the farm so we can literally send in the marines that's oh. a great that's an amazing story so how is this <clears throat> going to be promoted um is the military helping you promote this no they're just uh signing off on the certificate itself they're they're saying yes good idea and we'll help fund it we are promoting it through a group called the farmer veterans coalition it was formed oh guess about a year and a half ago i met with them down in dc this past spring and i just told them 
we're going to help. I wasn't sure how yet. I just said you can count on the Rodale Institute. So that program evolved into this one-year certificate. And we hope the goal is to develop a four-year degree at Delaware Valley College. Wow. I mean, that's that's just good for everyone around. It's good for the college. It's great for you because it's it's more ambassadorship and and it's great for the GIs that are really looking for something to do and they've got so much to offer. They do and, and we we owe it to them. Yeah. And so, you know, you you used the word ambitious a few minutes ago and and uh, mm-hmm. I tell everybody here that if it's not ambitious, we're not going to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, and all of your your personal history, um, you know, in, in organic farming and, and working as a forager for Whole Foods, I think you're the right person to, to get this off the ground. That was what was so exciting about meeting you yesterday, Mark, was that I could see you're a big picture guy. You know what I mean? You can, you can, you want to attract and, and work on big things. You know, and our right. nation really needs big ideas and big projects now. So the next meeting for you is going to be to sit down with Obama and <laughs> figure out this fiscal pri- crisis? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. We're going to help any way we can. I think, you know, this, this whole employment thing for the, for the vets, I think, will be a, a good shot in the arm. Yeah. Um, I would love to have a sit down with Mr. Obama. I have. Uh, well, let me call up his office idea. and we'll just make that happen. <laughs> just make, please make the introduction. I'll be down there tomorrow if he says that's when he can meet with me. I'm, uh, my schedule is 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 flexible. Our um, our executive producer Jack is is typing an email to him right, right now. now. So, <laughs> okay, great. Well, it'll be on letterhead. Happen. It'll be on heritage letterhead. <laughs> if not Obama, then maybe Hillary. I don't know. Yeah. We'll Maybe his wife. Yeah, we're just, uh, I, I, I just talked to some farmers today, and I, I'm, I'm trying to get some feedback. And we're going to start a, a, an, um, an online initiative called uh, What If You Were the Secretary of Agriculture? Oh, that's so awesome. That's great. I would yeah, subscribe so I to that. <laughs> When's that going to launch? We're going we're we're to launch that in January. Okay. And uh, we want to get all the feedback. I just I talked to our our own farm operations manager this morning, and I said, "What if Obama just you just hung up with President Obama, and you're walking in my office to tell me that he just named you Secretary of Ag? Uh-huh. What would what in, what initiatives would you bring to the table right now? How would the farm bill change? So we're gonna we're gonna gather that information and uh, walking into his office at some point, probably this spring. Great. Well, well that's I, great. I wish that we had more time. There's so many things we want to talk to you about, Mark. We're going to have you back on later on this winter because there's so many exciting things that are happening at Rodale. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. And we encourage everybody who's listening, visit the Rodale Institute either virtually or actually. You will be as inspired as I was. Um, RodaleInstitute.org. Exactly. Thank you so much. If you missed any part of our show, please note it's available via archive on the website, HeritageRadioNetwork.com, and via podcast. Thank you, Jack and Carlos, for engineering um, our show. Thank please, you, Mark. Yes, thank you, Mark. And please leave comments or join our Facebook fan page, Groundworks Inc. We Dig Plants. Happy gardening. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows.
You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. This is Joe Bastianich, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network.